the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today everybody and hope you are doing well. Hope you survived uh, Halloween last night. A great story. Uh, we're going to be sharing with you momentarily about that. Uh, wow. Um, this is an exciting day for the program. And I uh, want to start out, before we jump into the crazy news of the day, uh, including these uh, new explosive charges, that Joe Biden, the big guy, has uh, now been accused of laundering China money. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But first, we've been teasing this for a long time now. And uh, today we're very excited to announce uh, some exciting news. Uh, we are we are now going to be simulcasting the last hour of our radio program on Newsmax. Um, we have uh, signed a partnership, an agreement with Newsmax, and uh, the final hour of the program will be uh, broadcast on all of Newsmax's digital platforms, social media, Rumble, YouTube, and, of course, Newsmax.com. So you'll be able to watch us on Newsmax. And then immediately after the last hour of the program, I will be hosting a television show on Newsmax, and you'll be able to watch that on all of the digital platforms as well. Uh, What's exciting about that is you'll also be able to call in to the television show. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to really – we're going to be very excited about the new audience uh, that's coming on board, and uh, we're going to be celebrating that today and in the weeks to come. So again, um, if you um, if you haven't watched us, you'll be able to do that on Newsmax uh, just a little bit later today in the uh, the beginning of the third hour. Coming up, by the way, on the TV show, uh, we're very excited to have Dr. Ben Carson. He'll be joining us. Uh, that would be in the three o'clock Eastern hour. So the three o'clock Eastern hour, Dr. Ben Carson. The Christian rock band Kane will be uh, with us as well. They've got a great new music video, and uh, we're going to be looking forward to talking to them. I want to give our telephone number out. You will need this. Uh, if uh, you will need this, if you want to call in, 844 747 8868 is our number. That's 844 747 8868. Of course, our website is toddstarns.com. So uh, there, there was an interesting video. We had this up on our website, uh, toddsterns.com. You got to check this out. So there is, uh, there's a, a great southern rock band and uh, based there in the great state of Texas. 
And uh, one of the guys who is a member of the band, by the way, his name is Cody Tate, and the band is called Whiskey Myers. And uh, he was facing something of a dilemma yesterday. Of course, the Texas Rangers in the World Series, and it was Halloween. So uh, he wanted to be able to watch the game, and he didn't, didn't want to have to be bothered by sitting on the front porch and handing out the, the candy to the trick-or-treaters. So he put out a big bowl of candy, and there was a sign. It said, Happy Halloween, uh, take one piece of candy, right? That was it, just one piece of candy. Well, his ring his ring video recorded a crazy scene, and you, you're going to be able to watch it on our website, where you had all of these, these Spanish-speaking people. Were they illegals? I don't know. But they did not speak a lick of English. And so they're all grown adults. I think there were a couple of kids in costume, but most of them were very, um, they were very well-rounded Hispanic women. And I will say they move pretty fast for being that much out of shape. But here you have the Hispanic women. And uh, I look, I can't even read enough Spanish to make it through the menu at Taco Bell. But I, I think they were very excited by the Almond Joys and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups because Tate put out a pretty good spread. He didn't go cheap on the candy. Folks, it took less than 30 seconds for those adults to scoop up every bit of candy in this massive, it looked like one of these uh, witches' cauldrons. I mean, they were literally just dipping their arms in and coming out with the candy. And within 30 seconds, boom, they were gone. It was sort of like how they do carjacking here in Memphis, Tennessee. That's a big thing here. They don't steal the candy. They steal the cars. So, so Mr. Tate, Cody Tate, who's just a good and decent guy. I mean, he's in a Southern rock band for crying out loud. So, you know, he's good people and uh, he's really fired up over this. And he said, this is why you can't trust people. I figured this would happen, but not adults. Now all the kids after these people can't have any candy. Now, look, I don't know if these people are illegals or not. It's Texas. They don't speak English. You can figure it out for yourself. But it really is symbolic of what the illegal aliens are doing to our country right now, right? I mean, it really is like a, a swarm of locusts. Have you seen the, have you seen the, the videos of, of the locusts when they come in and they just swoop down into the fields and all of a sudden your crops are gone? Everything is gone. Your beautiful, lush gardens and farms are are literally turned into barren wastelands. That's that's what the illegals are doing to our country. That 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 Halloween candy bowl is really a metaphor for what's happening in our country right now, where these illegals are swooping in and they're taking away all of our resources and they don't care. They don't care about America. Just like those people on that front porch, they didn't care that other kids weren't going to be able to get any candy, which, by the way, Halloween is something of a socialist holiday, right? You, taking taking what is not yours. But it really is symbolic of what's happening in this country. They literally came in, swooped in, took everything, and not even so much as a thank you. Nothing. It is what it is. Got to go look at this video. It's absolutely insane. Well, look, we're going to have a great show for you. Um, big warning coming from the government yesterday. The FBI director, Chris Ray, 
acknowledging what we've been talking about for a very long time on this radio program. First of all, they have no idea how many people coming across that border are actually terrorists, and that's a big problem. And the FBI director was talking about this yesterday, cut number one. What has now increased is the greater possibility of one of these foreign terrorist organizations uh, directing an attack uh, in the United States. We haven't seen evidence that it's actually happening yet, but what we have seen is, and I listed them off in my opening remarks, one terrorist organization after another calling for attacks. Uh, and so we should we, wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Yeah. Uh, we are in a dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. So, Director Ray, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not... We're not tracking that, but uh, again, I come point back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real, um, and it's something that we have concerns about. So, Director Ray, so what would you, how would you, what would you say right now to the American public? Because, like in my state, I've got a significant Jewish population. They're scared to go to synagogue, Chabad. They're scared to send their kids to uh, day schools. So, but not, it's not just them. Um, it's, you know, other individuals, like my daughters called me and said, should they be sending their kids to school? What would you tell Americans right now about the threat today as compared to before? This is not a time for panic, but it is a time for vigilance. Uh, we shouldn't stop conducting our daily lives, going to schools, houses of worship, uh, and so forth, but we should be vigilant. Uh, you often hear the expression, if you see something, say something. Uh, that's never been more true uh, than now. And that's probably partly why the American people are reporting more tips and leads to us, and we're pursuing those threats and leads as vigorously and responsibly as we can. Yeah, but, but here's the problem with all of that. When people do see something and when people do say something, uh, they get called Islamophobic. They get They get called every name in the book, xenophobic, Islamophobic, homophobic, you name it. We're called it. But the reality is very clear here, and I know that the Biden administration, they they don't want to go down this path, but the reality is you have a bunch of Muslims out there that want to kill all of the Christians and all of the Jews. And all you gay people, alphabet activists, you better buckle up because they're coming after you too. I know it is a cold, hard truth, and people people um, have an aversion to the truth in this country, but those are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the facts. When you look at what's happening, when you see the attacks on the Jews in America that have been happening on our American university campuses across this nation, the people perpetrating those crimes are, in fact, Muslims, by and large, or Muslim sympathizers. And the reason why is what we are dealing with in the Middle East right now is a religious war. This is not a political war. This is a religious war. And until our elected leaders understand what we are really dealing with here, it's not going to get any better. I'm just telling you, it's not going to get any better. By the way, last night, the FBI, and hats off to the FBI, they actually did a good job here 
Uh, the FBI arresting a 21-year-old engineering student and charged him with making those horrible threats against uh, Jewish students at, at Cornell University. Did, have, are you following this story? We've got the report up on the uh, the website. This is insane. This kid was actually, he worked for campus security at one point during his college career. He, I think he's a junior, 21 years old. So anyway, FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force was able to swoop in and they were able to arrest this guy. And I, the question I have, was he the only person? Because there were a lot of threats being made against the Jewish students there and horrible threats, talking about slitting the throats of the male Jewish students on campus, raping the women and throwing them over a cliff, stalking the Jewish kids and, and breaking into their homes and their dorm rooms, shooting up. The kosher cafeteria there at Cornell. They have a very large Jewish population at Cornell. So anyway, good job, FBI. This kid's facing, what, five years in prison and a quarter-million-dollar fine. What they ought to do is expel him from the country. But I want to I get your thought on this. We had Congressman Burgess Owens on the program yesterday, and he introduced a resolution calling on universities to condemn all of this anti-Semitism. I just don't think it goes far enough. I really don't, folks. And I believe what we need to be doing is telling these public and private schools that if you are an incubator for anti-Semitism on your campus and you don't do anything about it, you lose all federal funding, period. You can get it back after you deal with the problem. But if you're going to sit there and you're not going to do anything about these blatant attacks on Jews, and I'm going to throw in the Christians as well, but but these days it's always okay to go after the Christians. But I'm let's lump us in together because they're targeting all of us. So if you cannot stand up to the Christian hatred and the Jewish hatred on campus, then you don't get any more federal funding. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about that. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. America is at a tipping point. Hi, everybody. Todd Stern's here. And I want to tell you about a new movie you have to see. It's from my good friend, Dinesh D'Souza. The movie is called Police State, and it exposes the government's relentless persecution of the conservative MAGA movement. The America we know and love is becoming more more like a police state every day. The FBI turned its eye away from the real dangers in the world to target what they call domestic terrorists with a totalitarian agenda that's literally treating conservative Americans like criminals. They're targeting their political enemies using mass surveillance and censorship, indoctrinating our kids, threatening our families with military-style raids on our homes, threatening people like you and me who speak our minds and stand up for freedom of speech, freedom of religion, our God-given American liberties. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Schooley, Police State sounds the alarm. If you demand your freedom, they're coming after you. So how do we get here, and how do we turn the time of this tyrannical government agenda. You have to see this movie, Police State. Buy it or stream it now at policestatefilm.net. That's policestatefilm.net. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us here on the Todd Starnes Radio Program. And we're very excited to launch our official Newsmax program You'll be able to watch the third hour of the show on uh, all of the Newsmax digital platforms, including Newsmax.com. 
And you'll also be able to watch our original show, which uh, launches immediately after the uh, the program here. So again, that would be 3 o'clock Eastern. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. Jim is listening to us in Statesville, North Carolina today. Hi, Jim, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm well, thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm up here in Union Grove. I'm about 27 minutes north of uh, Statesville. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, that kid at Cornell. Yes. And I do call him a kid because he's not very mature. Patrick Day, he's a 21-year-old engineering major. Yeah. Where's he from? He's from right here in uh, the United States of America. Well, they should they should let him do the five years and then sh- ship his butt out of the United States. Yeah, I got no problem with that. I mean, if you're going to be a terrorist, and if you want to be a terrorist, go live in the Middle East. I mean, that's that's where they all live. Go Go live in some cave. Some yeah, tunnel. I was a professional pilot for thirty years. I I spent three and a half years flying out in and out of Saudi Arabia. I got no use for those people, Jim. I, I'll tell you right now that um, we are on the brink of World War Three, and it is going to be ugly. And there are a lot of people, even here in America now, even some conservatives, Jim, who are saying, "Well, you know, Israel made its point." No, Israel hasn't made the point because Israel's not trying to make a point. They're trying to wipe Hamas off of the face of the earth. And and when they do that, they're doing all of us in this country a great service as well. Of course they are. You know, uh, like I said, I flew in and out of Saudi Arabia for three and a half years. I got no use for those people. You talk about backwards, screwed up. Jeez, a Pete's. I'll tell you. you incredible. Jim, I would... All these, I just don't get the alphabet activists out there, the LGBT crowd. Uh, what they need to do is go over to Saudi Arabia and uh, try to have a gay pride parade in the streets and see what's going to happen. You think they'll be marching in support of, of Islam at that point? I don't think so. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, Todd, right. i got to ask you a question. Do you know the definition of a possum? A possum? Uh, you mean the opossum? Opossum. Uh, it's a little critter that normally can't make it across the road. No, it's a it's a gray, flat animal that sleeps in the middle of the road. Oh, I said flat. I I got you there. All right, Jim. Appreciate the call and uh, thank you for the uh, for the intel on the possums. All right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. So th- there was a great movie that came out years ago called Inglorious Bastard. And it involved a, um, it was about World War II and a group of, of Jewish fighters, um, that were out there and they were, um, they were, they were going after the Nazis. And it's a, it's really a brutal movie, but it's so well done. And one of the characters was, uh, went by the name of Jew Bear. And this guy knew how to take care of the Nazis. And what we're looking at right now in in the Middle East is an army of Jew bears. And I think that um, we haven't even begun to see the shock and the awe just yet. But there's this mindset among the Jewish people that they're not going to go quietly into the good night. They are going to stand and they are going to fight. And I say good for them. As a matter of fact, last night, and we've got this video up on our website, last night, 
you had a bunch of these uh, these modern day Nazis trying to take down the posters in New York City of these kidnapped kids. Guess what happened? A bunch of elderly Jews surrounded them and refused to allow them to do it. Got the police there, and it's a good thing the police were there because I think um, it would have ended very poorly for the Nazi sympathizers. All right, we've got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's our number, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stark Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypillow.com slash starns. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So happy to have you with us. Coming up, our good friend Congressman Mark Green from Tennessee is going to be here. Also, uh, we're going to be speaking with uh, Senator Roger Marshall. Uh, We rescheduled that interview from yesterday. Again, our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, Israel's catching a lot of fire from uh, all sorts of people, including a number of Republicans. So you need to understand there is there's a three-way civil war going on right now in the Republican Party. You've got the establishment wing run by Mitch McConnell, uh, Turnhill, oh, thank you, appreciate that, and uh, Willard Mitt Romney, who hates everybody. And then you've got the, the conservatives, uh, the Jim Jordan and Mike Johnson, uh, Mark Green guys. And then you've got the the populist wing. And the populist wing is certainly pro-Trump, but they're also um, they're also anti-war. And they they believe that the United States should not be involved in any sorts of conflicts, and we especially should not be involved in what's happening in Israel right now. I believe that we should. I believe as, as, as allies, we have a responsibility to stand alongside Israel. I also believe from a religious standpoint that we are called as a people to stand alongside Israel. And the Bible is very clear about what will happen to nations that do not stand with Israel. It really is that simple. That's how I view things. But there are people out there, including many in the populist wing, who are now telling Israel and want to tell Israel how they should be running this war. And there are people out there very concerned that Israel has gone too far. Israel says they're going to stop once the threat has been annihilated, period. 
Do you agree with that assessment? Or do you believe that Hamas has learned its lesson and they're going to behave themselves moving forward and they're going to be good and decent neighbors to Israel? 844-747-8868. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Have the Israelis gone too far or do they have a right to destroy the enemy? You see, this was the big problem going all the way back to George H.W. Bush and the Persian Gulf War, the original war, right? Remember what happened. We had the opportunity to take out Saddam Hussein. We had the opportunity to actually stop the rise of terrorism in the Middle East, but George H.W. Bush did not want to do it. He did not have, he did not have the fortitude to go in and take out Saddam Hussein. And now look what happened. So, personally, I think the Israelis are well within their rights. We should have done the exact same thing during the first Persian Gulf War. When 9-11 happened, we should have gone in and we should have been mission-focused. And we were not. Because W, George W. Bush, wanted to go in and really punish Iraq for what they did to his daddy. A lot of daddy issues in politics these days, folks. I'm just telling you, a lot of daddy issues. Folks, again, very excited with the news today. Newsmax Plus is here. Millions of people are watching Newsmax for the best on cable news. And now Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows, Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, and a lot more. They're all on Newsmax Plus And you get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, and Carrie Lake. No one covers President Trump like Newsmax. Nobody in the press is even asking the tough questions about Joe Biden like Newsmax is. Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. So here's what we want you to do. Take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Go online, NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. And you can sign up for a free trial. It takes just a few minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com and get the special code. And you can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions of people, folks, I'm telling you, millions of people are making the switch to Newsmax, and you should too. Just got this note in. And I'm curious to hear from our military friends if this is normal, and what does this tell you about what's going on? So here we go. The the commander of the Marine Corps, Major General C.A. McPhillips from Central Command, posted the following letter saying that the annual Marine Corps Ball, the 248th edition of the Marine Corps Ball, scheduled for November 16th, has now been canceled quote, due to unforeseen operational commitments and the nature of our current mission. He says, our primary responsibility as Marines is to ensure the security and defense of our nation. It is this commitment to duty that has necessitated the cancellation of what would have been an exceptional evening of camaraderie and tradition. So what do you think is going on here, folks? that the Marines would cancel their ball that is scheduled for November 16th. Because right now, we are not in a shooting war with anybody. Right now. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. John in Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
on the line. John, what's going on? Hey there, sir. I'm calling in to discuss this mess in Palestine. You mean Israel? Oh, most of the fighting's been on uh, the Palestinian side, as I'm to understand, but Israel is also having a lot of violence invoked by uh, Hamas. All right, so what, what what's your point here, John? I'm just wondering how you feel the uh, formation of the UN's 1988 Declaration of the State of Palestine had affected the conflict, as well as the loss of about 60% of their land to Israel. You it, think that it plays wasn't, it all into Hamas? It wasn't their land. It wasn't their land to begin with, John. And again, this goes goes back to the 1940s when the nation of Israel was created. Uh, this has been their land since the biblical times. So, John, the broader question is: all of these people uh, and the Muslim community, and they're out there chanting, "From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free." So where do they want the Jews to go? If that happens, where are the Jews supposed to go? Oh, I would honestly say that we're stuck between two very bad ideologies. You see, defiance of the United Nations sanctions, as well as a homicidal terrorist group on the other end. Well, I, yeah. Well, I think, first of all, and there's not a lot of daylight between those two groups, um, I say that the United Nations needs to be given the heave-ho. Uh, clearly, the Secretary General is an anti-Semite. Uh, many of the nations in the UN are anti-Semites and they're Jew haters. They can't even condemn the slaughter of Israeli babies, John. So again, I go back to the question, where are the Jews supposed to go? You know, man, I would absolutely say the borders of Israel is first defined after the sanctions of Palestine statehood should not be in any way attacked, degraded, or stolen. There is, well, I would, again, it's not their land. That land belongs to the to, to Israel. And I would go back to, I would go back to biblical times here. That's, and that's ultimately what this is about. This is a religious battle. There are plenty of areas in the Middle East to resettle the Palestinians if they want to be resettled. But not even Egypt, Not nobody is willing, not even the Arabs are willing to accept the Palestinians. My question is, what is it that Egypt knows about these people that terrifies them so much that they put out a statement that they said millions of Egyptians would be willing to die, millions, before they would allow their nation to be invaded? And they're talking about the Palestinians. So they clearly know something about these people. Keep in mind that when Israel controlled that area, it was lush, it was vibrant, they had farms and gardens and commerce, and it's all gone. It's basically a wasteland, and that's on the Palestinians. That's not on the Israelis. John, appreciate the call, 844-747-8868. But seriously, when these people are out there saying from the river to the sea, they're talking about the Jordan River, which runs north-south. You've got the Mediterranean. So they're saying they're, that that is a code word for the extermination of the Jews. So I just want to know, when they're chaining this from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, where are the Jews supposed to go? Are, are they supposed to all pack up and relocate? And if so, where are they supposed to relocate to? Nobody wants to answer that question because we know the answer. They, they don't want the Jews to relocate. They want, they want to exterminate the Jewish people from the face of the earth. Folks, nothing has changed since World War II.
Maybe the names, they don't call them Nazis, but that's what they are. They're modern-day Nazis. But going back to the Marine Corps here, I'm curious um, what you folks are hearing on those military bases. Because it looks like something big is about to happen. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, the president of Swarthmore College says that um, it's a good thing that students are out there. Val Smith, by the way, is the president of Swarthmore. Pronouns unknown. President Smith says that uh, the youngsters there at Swarthmore who are out there chanting from the river to the sea the people that are out there on campus that are calling the Hamas terrorist martyrs um, should be celebrated because of their diverse ideas and perspectives. So there you go. Can't even call out anti-Semitism there at Swarthmore. Now, I tell you, one of the nicest things I've seen, and my hat is off to all the billionaire donors over at the University of Pennsylvania, Because they've been out there, and they're fighting this good fight by removing their donor dollars. And that's how you fight back, and that's how you push back against these soulless, godless heathens. They don't respond to anything from a moral standpoint because they have no moral center. But they do understand the almighty dollar. And that's what's going on at Pennsylvania. And it may be a while before it kicks in, but I'm telling you, it's going to pay off. So all you people out there, you went to a college, and they're promoting anti-Semitism. They're promoting the hatred of Christians. Defund them. That's what I say. Just defund them. Also at Swarthmore, and I wonder if the Muslims are aware of what I'm about to share with you, uh, Swarthmore holds an annual sex week. And uh, last year, they hosted the Beyond beyond the Binary, Queer and Trans Pleasure 101. This year, they are hosting another event called Intro to Sex Toys, Part 1, Vibrators. The event held in the Student Wellness Educator Center, 
I sure hope they have some wet wipes. They got to use the wet wipes. They seek to destigmatize sex, celebrate sexual diversity, and promote informed, empowered experiences. Among the many workshops, Despookify Sex, they encourage you to eat candy and get burning questions about sex. Okay. Sometimes, I don't know, maybe, are, what kind of candy are they talking about here? Are they talking about um, fruity pebbles? Are they talking about, I don't know, almond joy? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. We don't know. The Halloween Monster Smash Workshop. Students can explore the erotic allure of various monstrous entities of pop culture. Now, where is that story? Speaking of that, <laughs> ah, yes. This is a headline from the College Fix. Speaking of monstrous entities, vampires are a queer icon. Is this true? Are vampires gay? Is that what they're telling us? According to the College Fix, Vampires are a queer icon. There is a gender studies scholar who wrote an essay called Queering the Vampire Narrative. It offers classroom-ready original essays that continue our explorations of vampires as representations of the cultural other. Okay, they do know vampires are not real, right? Are we, are we all in agreement on this particular issue? This is insane. This is all happening at the Rose-Hulman Institute of Technology in Indiana. Vampires, they say, blur the boundaries of identity and cultural norms. Yes, because they bite people in the neck and suck their blood. Vampires queer even the most seemingly stable notions, such as life, death, humanity, and monstrosity. The vampire is the undead monarch of subtextual articulations of otherness and offers an exploration of the AIDS epidemic. Well, I guess it was tough being a, being a vampire back in the 70s and 80s, especially in the Castro district there in San Francisco. You go over there and you start sucking somebody's blood and all of a sudden you find out, oopsie, oopsie, my bad. In current fiction, vampires are coming out of the coffin and the closet, identifying as openly queer and often created by queer writers, artists, and directors, and bringing the subtext to the surface of the narrative. Is this true? I mean, really? Are the, is Count Chocula? All right, Count Chocula. Can we talk about Count Chocula for just a moment? So you're telling me that Count Chocula likes the little the little boys out there, what are they telling us? The little boy vampires? I I just find this very hard to believe. I mean, what about the female? Are they telling us that the female female vampires are, are lesbians? Is that what they're telling us? The Mexican manchu-wearing crowd? It's like everything is gay these days. I, I, I just don't get that. What was it? Remember a Scooby-Doo? Velma with the um, the thick glasses and the uh, sensible shoes and the sweaters, always wearing the sweaters. And now apparently Velma uh, in the modern iteration of Scooby-Doo is a, uh, a lesbian. Shaggy and Scooby, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. It's kind of like Aquaman and the Dolphins. 
you just have to look the other way. There's some things you don't want to talk about, especially during the lunch hour. All right, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. No, the, the vampires, they say, I want to suck your blood, Dylan. The, the blo- that's, they want to suck the blood. That's just set the record straight there. Hey, by the way, folks, uh, during the uh, commercial break coming up here, want you to head over to your favorite bookstore and pre-order a copy of the brand new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Uh, you can get yourself a copy on Amazon. A lot of people are going to Amazon to pre-order, uh, but Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, wherever you buy your books, uh, you can pre-order. And so we'd love for you to do that here in the commercial break. Go forth right now and pre-order Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? All right, stick around, everybody. We have Dr. Ben Carson coming up, the Christian rock band Kane, Congressman Mark Green. It's an action-packed show. Stick around, everybody. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show Hour 2. And it is a a great day, a history-making day here on the program as we officially launch and announce our partnership with Newsmax TV. Now, coming up in the in the third hour, you will be able to watch uh, the Todd Stern Show on all of Newsmax's digital platforms. And then at 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, my brand-new Newsmax TV show debuts. Our good friend Dr. Ben Carson and the Christian rock band Kane will be um, among the uh, guests in that hour. So we're excited about launching. You'll be able to watch it on Newsmax.com, YouTube, Facebook Live, Rumble, you name it. Uh, if it's on the Newsmax platform, uh, you will be able to uh, you'll be able to see the show. And I just want to thank all of the great people over at Newsmax for the uh, the incredible work they are doing and really providing fair and balanced journalism and commentary to the nation. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now. We're honored to have the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Congressman Mark Green, joining us, also a fellow Tennessean. Congressman, hope you're doing good today. Doing well, Todd. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Congressman, uh, before we get to this uh, great um, legislation that you have introduced regarding China, uh, I want to get your take on what happened to Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday uh, in the Senate, where I have never seen someone dis, just become discombobulated on national television. Yeah, it's from what I hear, and I did not get to see it. I've only seen the news reporting on it, and I plan on watching it before. We're having him actually come before us on the 15th, so we'll watch it and um, find where we can catch him. Because last time we caught him, you know, in a couple of uh, deceptions between the two houses, so or between the two sides of Congress. So, um, but yeah, the reporting on it has been, he just, he got hammered and really, really was defenseless, which is honestly, you know, this guy is, he's not incompetent. We know he's not incompetent. This is all uh, his 
mechanism for trying to avoid being charged with aiding and abetting the cartels. He acts ignorant so that he can he can claim a lack of intent. I mean, millions of people coming across the border. Now you've got the FBI director testifying yesterday that uh, there is a clear and present terrorism danger on American soil. You've got the White House saying the same. And I'm just wondering, and I think a lot of other people are wondering, why haven't we just gone ahead and literally shut down the border until we can get a good idea of what has come across that border? Well, it's all the Biden and Mayorkas open border policies that are, you know, the laws are pretty clear, but they're just refusing to follow the law. And the, and the bill that uh, myself and Jim Jordan passed, H.R. 2, was half homeland, half ju- uh, judiciary, would have done just that, but it languishes in the Senate. Now, there's some possibilities that we can get parts of the bill added to appropriations and and i'm i'm trying to work a deal where we can get that done but you know the hope hope is not a method and we're working hard to find out what the senators and the members of our caucus will accept so you have some brand new legislation that you introduced is called the no ccp consultants act uh, tell our listeners what this bill is, is going to do and how will it protect the American homeland? So it basically says that the federal government can't employ someone that's a consultant that has done business with the Chinese Communist Party. And, you know, particularly applies to places like State Department, and they, they tend to be the ones that wind up using DOD. Um, they'll, they'll consult with companies for example, information gathering on on people, and we're saying, well, you, you, you can't use the enemy <laughs> as your consultant. Um, it, it, what's funny is, is our government is schizophrenic about, you know, our administration particularly is schizophrenic about China. You, you've got the defense and, and State Department folks saying they're the, the greatest national threat to, to, to America, and then you got commerce wanting to do trade and um, send them our secrets. So uh, we've got to align this better. And this and the bill that I did on uh, co-opting Hollywood for CCP propaganda, you know, that's those are just small efforts to try to move the needle in this area. So I'm just curious here, and I mean, it's it's a common sense thing, and I, I I'm shocked to know that we actually are currently doing this in the State Department. But based on the reporting uh, coming out uh, from uh, your colleague, Congressman James Comer, uh, I'm wondering if we need to include the White House on this list as well. Well, we it, it does. It in, it includes all the all of the departments of the federal government, so it's it's not restricted just to state. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is our friend Congressman Mark Green uh, from Tennessee. He is chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee. Uh, and has introduced this this new legislation called the No CCP Consultants Act. You know, Congressman, when you look at the the power and the influence of, of China uh, in this country, uh, I'm curious to get your take on governors like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's really taking a solid stand here, saying we're not going to be letting the Chinese own any of our land in in places like Arkansas. Well, other states have done it too. Uh, I know in Florida. They basically passed a law that said uh, you, uh, they named four countries. I believe it was well, China was certainly one. Russia, um, Nicaragua, and I believe Cuba, maybe Venezuela too, 
but those if you have citizenship in those countries you can't own um any property next to an infrastructure of any kind and of course what's interesting about that is uh coastal waterways are considered a an infrastructure in florida so all these rich russian oligarchs with you know 30 million dollar homes on on waterways will suddenly be on the market i think the deadline they have to be out of their properties by june of this year so or next year so about that time if you're looking for a place in florida they'll probably be very you know a little cheaper the supply will certainly go up but you know those kinds of laws are are necessary states we, what we don't want to do at the federal level is tell the states, you know, what to do with regard to their properties. We don't want to tell them to, how to zone. We, you know, I'm a federalist. I, I, I believe in states' rights. So the governors and the legislatures of the states have got to take the initiative and get this done. I'm curious. I want to switch gears real quick. Uh, you you spent uh, a good many years in the military. You're a major uh, before you retired. Um, the This funding for Israel – You've got $14.3 billion, and, and I thought it was a brilliant move by the, the Speaker of the House to pay for that by cutting IRS uh, funding. But now, apparently, there's blowback even from some Republican senators. This is insanity. Uh, I think this is a pretty pretty common-sense, balanced approach to providing aid to, to our great ally, Israel. Well, we have to pay for it somewhere. We're broke. The country is broke, right? And the Inflation Reduction Act spent, I think it was close to $1.7 trillion of additional money contributed to this massive inflation that we're having in the country. And part of it was a huge plus up to the IRS. And they did that to help pay for, because they, they assume that they will find tax cheats and bring more revenue into the, into the government. Um, what it, what it does though, what they, these guys that have never run a business before don't realize that what all those added IRS people and, um, it, it just adds a cost to doing business for all these audits for even people that aren't doing, uh, and it, and it assumes guilt instead of assuming innocence. So we're taking the money from the IRS, the extra money, not, not money that was in the baseline budget pre, pre COVID, pre inflation caused by other Democrat spending, and to be completely honest, some Republican spending. Um, so what we're doing is saying we're going to take the $14 billion from that and pay for it, pay for the, the assistance to Israel. How do you think? How do you think things are going over there with Israel? You know, they're they're catching a lot of blowback now from you know even some conservatives saying, you know what, you've made your point. Um, let's let's ease up. Let's look at a ceasefire. Israel says we're we're not stopping until Hamas is is annihilated. What kind of a what kind of military guidance, if asked, would would you give the Israelis? Well, I you know I don't see the complete situation on the ground in order to give uh, actual tactical level or operational level guidance. I can say this: I agree with their strategy, which is the annihilation. You know, annihilation is a strategy. Attrition is a strategy, um, and so I believe that annihilation of Hamas is the right strategy. It will not end until they are destroyed. It's just like with ISIS. We went in to destroy ISIS uh, when President Trump got in office, and so the the strategy of annihilation is the right strategy to choose because this is total war. 
I mean, and I keep saying this, but the equivalent number of dead in America per capita would be 50,000 people. And so if you think of the United States losing 50,000 people and we're just going to quit and leave the enemy on the battlefield, you know, that there's no way we would we would put up with that. And yet we wanted to, you know, people want to demand that of Israel. That's absurd. I yeah. mean, they should they should be able to fight and crush their enemy. And their enemy is Hamas. Well said. All right, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Always good hearing from you. Same, Todd. Take care. All right, Congressman Mark Green, everybody, from the great state of Tennessee. And I agree with him. Crush the enemy. War is is ugly. It is a terrible thing. It is a heinous thing. But it is also a necessary thing. And we would not tolerate, at least I hope we would not tolerate, the enemy firing rockets into the the, the into the state of Texas or Arizona or New Mexico, we would go in and we would wipe out the enemy. We would crush them. We would. I don't know why that is such a controversial statement these days. All right, got to take a break here. I'm curious. How do you think? What do you think about uh, Speaker Johnson's plan here? Fourteen point three billion dollars just for Israel, and that money has to come out of the IRS's budget. As we mentioned with the congressman, even some Republicans in the Senate are beginning to balk at that. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stern's radio show. Trust you are doing well today. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. Uh, let's go to Tacoa, Georgia. Louise is listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Louise. What's on your mind today? Well, a lot, but I won't do all of it. <laughs> and if you will, let me just rant for a minute. I don't understand why Biden has not been in peace. I mean, you know, give him something to do. Get him out of there. Put her in impeach her for stupidity and that way the speaker of the house could take over and i'm sure he would do a good job but one what i don't understand is we can't wait till 24 to fix this problem we're going to be devastated by then i mean china's going to take us over without firing a shot with all the crap they're doing to us anyhow somebody needs to tell all us naga deplorables what to do we can't wait till election time election will be rigged just like it was in 2020. So why can't all us MAGA deplorables do march like Martin Luther King did and march all the way to Washington, D.C.? There's like 100 million of us. And shut the place down. Or I don't mean violently, but I mean just march. You know, they let all these other people march for stupid reasons. We'd have a good reason to march. So, you know. Louisa, I think it's a great idea. You know, the challenge is that, uh, unfortunately, uh, most of the MAGA people, we all have jobs, and we have to go to work because the government relies on our tax money uh, to, you know, to pay for all these uh, freeloaders. So, I I mean, I, I see that would be a great idea, and don't get me wrong, I think it's a terrific idea, uh, but I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people, you know, to find time to take a day off from work to go and march. We'd have to take a week off. 
but they need to, they need to put a stop to them paying all these worthless people to do nothing except sit home on their rear end. All that needs to be stopped. That money needs to be stopped. Don't you think? I look. I'm with you. I'm with you, Louise. I think it's again. I think it's a great idea, and I think the money it does have to stop. We have got to look. These illegals are not stupid. They know when they cross that border, they're going to be getting a government check. But beyond the government check, they're going to get taxpayer-funded food and medical care, housing, education, and they're going to get a plane ticket. And this is what's always uh, grinded my gears, Louise. Right now, we have all of these Americans that are tramped over in um, in the Middle East. And the, the State Department says, we're willing to fly you home but you have to take out a loan, and you've got to repay that loan to the government. Meanwhile, we're giving these illegals free airline tickets, courtesy of the American taxpayer, to wherever they want to go in, a, in the country. Well, listen, let me ask you something. Doesn't this country belong to me and you and everybody else? Yes, ma'am. Well, why can't we go down there and shut the border down? Well, it's a great question. There, yes, and there. Uh, there is a clause in the Constitution that allows the state governors to intervene if the government refuses to do its job. And if, if you know, I, I think we're at the point now where you have, what, seven, eight million people that have crossed the border since Biden put his hand on the Bible. I would say now's a pretty good time for the governors of the border states, especially, to enact, to enact their constitutional rights to shut down that border. Well, see, I think each state, each governor, should be able to go out and round up all these illegals and take them back down there and throw them back across the border, give them back to Mexico. Well, I like it. no arguments, no arguments for me, Louise, none whatsoever. Appreciate that call and thank you for listening. You see, I like Louise because she's approaching this with her eyes wide open and with a heavy dose of common sense. Louise gets it. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, Colorado and Minnesota, we need to be paying very close attention to what's happening there. A couple of court cases being debated this week, whether or not President Trump will be allowed on their state ballots. So according to um, according to the reports out of Denver, which, by the way, the trial started on Monday, their whole point is to determine if Trump is going to be eligible to be on the, the primary ballot. The judge plans to issue a decision sometime by Thanksgiving. So the attorney for the plaintiffs in this case, uh, his name is Eric Olson, and he says that Trump staged an insurrection, which is absolutely false. He says, we are here because of Trump's claims, and he has a right, uh, um, after all that, he has the right to be president again, but our Constitution says he cannot do so. Trump's attorney says Trump never called for violence. As a matter of fact, this sleazebag attorney here, Eric Olson, he played video from President Trump on J6, and he conveniently muted the sound when Trump told the crowd to protest and march peacefully. So you know Trump's not getting a fair shake here. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. And very excited. Coming up the next hour of the program, you'll be able to watch us on Newsmax and uh, all of their digital platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Newsmax.com. And uh, we're looking forward to welcoming in the great Newsmax audience to the conversation. Our telephone number, uh, by the way, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. I I was just speaking with uh, my publisher uh, over at Post Hill Press, and uh, they've done a terrific job. I'm going to start, I think, next week recording the audio version of my new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? And I'm telling you, it's a lot harder than you would think it is. But it's uh, it's going to be a fun project, and I'm looking forward to sitting down behind the microphone and uh, recording the audio version of the book. But we would love for you to go right now to Amazon and get yourself a pre-ordered copy of the book, Twilight's Last Gleaming. It's really available wherever you can find your books, uh, but uh, pre-order the book at Amazon.com, and you can help us out. I want to play some audio here. This is from Hakeem Jeffries, who is the minority leader in the House of Representatives. And uh, he made an interesting um, uh, an interesting comparison. Cut number three. Democratic Congresswoman Cori Bush is facing bipartisan criticism, as you probably know right now, after she actually accused Israel of engaging in what she called an ethnic cleansing campaign. How do you respond to your Democratic colleague? Israel is not conducting uh, an ethnic cleansing campaign. Israel is not engaged in genocide. Israel was brutally attacked in the most horrific way on October 7th. It has resulted in the largest loss of Jewish life since the Holocaust. Uh, And Israel is in a position where it is responding and going after Hamas. That is a necessary and urgent project for it to complete. At the same time, we are, of course, going to make sure uh, that we are providing the humanitarian assistance necessary to Palestinian civilians who may be in harm's way through no fault of their own. That's also one of the reasons why the package that has been put forward by President Biden should be considered in its totality. This is a dangerous world that we are all living in right now. This is a heavy time in America and throughout the world. And we shouldn't be playing partisan political games, which is what it appears the extreme MAGA Republicans are prepared to do this week. And that's unfortunate. Well, no, what's unfortunate is the Biden administration shoveling all of this pork into these bills. And we've got Speaker Mike Johnson, who's now saying, no, 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 we're not going to do that. If if we are if we are going to be supporting our friends Israel, we're going to provide them with $14.3 billion of funding for Israel. We're not going to allow Congressman Buck Snort from Alabama to throw in some extra money so he can build a Bojangles franchise. No, we're not going to do that anymore. Those days are gone. Well, no, no, there's really no such thing. No, Dylan, there's no such thing as Congressman. But it's just I was illustrating the point, illustrating the point. I, I love Bojangles as much as the next guy. I just don't think our taxpayer dollars ought to be funding Bojangles. 
All right, enough about Bojangles. Back, back to this point here, though. Hakeem Jeffrey says we have a responsibility to provide humanitarian aid. I disagree with this. And the reason why is we know that Hamas has been taking that humanitarian aid and they have been either taking the cash and buying weapons or they're taking the resources we're providing for them and they're turning those into weapons. So is it really smart of our government to keep sending over all of that um, humanitarian aid when, in fact, we know that it's going to be used to kill Israelis? That is the question of the hour. By the way, this idea, this notion that that there are innocent victims in Gaza, I don't think there are except for maybe the babies and the children. They've been living under the rule of, and by the way, they elected Hamas back in 2005. They've been under the control of Hamas. If they wanted to get rid of Hamas, they could have. It would have been bloody. People would have died. But you know what? They would have fought for their freedom. And now, and now, we are on the verge of a world war. Oh, by the way, here's, uh, speaking of Cori Bush, here is John Kirby at the White House. And by the way, when you listen to this, understand that Cori Bush is a woman, allegedly. Cut number four. John Kirby, I want to ask you about this, uh, the fact that this war is really dividing uh, the president's Democratic Party. Today, Congresswoman Cori Bush tweeted that Israel was conducting an, quote, ethnic cleansing campaign, and the U.S. was funding, quote, atrocities against Palestinians. As a key spokesperson for the Biden administration, what's the administration's argument to this Democrat about why I'm I sure you believe she's wrong? Well, the congressman can speak for himself and his views. Obviously, we would take a significant issue with those assertions. Okay, well, there was more to that. Um, but anyway, uh, he goes on to misgender Cory Bush three times in one sentence. We'll, we'll try to hunt down that, uh, that audio and get that to you. But it's, I think it's kind of interesting. If it had been a Republican, they would have been marching and watching. How dare you? How dare you misgender Cory Bush? Called him a congressman. Love it. Here's Antony Blinken. Again, to the point, can he say beyond a shadow of a doubt that our tax dollars are not funding Hamas? Cut number six. I think the question I'd like to ask is, has, can you guarantee us that, that no taxpayer money, no U.S. taxpayer money, went to fund the attack that Hamas delivered in Israel on October the 7th? So we have, and we've had uh, from day one, uh, and we'll get, obviously get back to you in, the, in, in response to this letter, a robust monitoring, inspection, uh, verification system for the assistance that goes uh, to uh, any international organization. Uh, no, and including Can you guarantee, Congress. though, that U.S. taxpayer dollars didn't go to Hamas to help fund this attack on October the 7th? So everything uh, that we're doing in terms of uh, making sure that the assistance is used for purposes for which it's uh, designated, not for other purposes, as I said, we have a robust system in place. Um, can I can I share my concern, this, Mr. Secretary, to be more specific about this? Uh, in May of 2021, I traveled to Israel after the 11-day war. I met with Prime Minister Netanyahu with his national security advisor. They briefed me and my team on the fact that every humanitarian aid dollar, every foreign aid dollar that goes into Gaza 
is controlled by Hamas. They either direct it, they tax it, or they divert it. They even take pipes intended for the water system for civilians and turn those into rockets that are aimed at, at, uh, at Israel. We've seen Hamas's own videos demonstrating this. So I'm going to come back and ask you, can you guarantee that U.S. taxpayer dollars weren't used in October 7th? What, what I guarantee is that um, we take every possible precaution to ensure that these, these uh, resources are not diverted. There you go. So now you have the White House admitting that there's no way of them knowing whether or not those tax dollars are being used to fund Hamas. So if that's the case, better safe than sorry. Don't send them a single penny. And if I were the United States, I'd be on the phone talking to the Egyptians, asking why it is that they don't want those Gazans in their country. They clearly know something the rest of us do not. Clearly do. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Uh, The University of Pennsylvania sponsored a Palestine Rights Festival. And this is, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, They're facing billions and billions of dollars in lost donor funds because of their anti-Semitism at the University of Pennsylvania. And one of the Palestinian writers who was actually invited um, wrote a joke about baking a baby, a Jewish baby, in an oven. So the reporting from uh, last week is that the Muslim terrorist, they cooked a baby alive in an oven. It is it's just beyond horrifying. I mean, it really is. A man by the name of Rifat Alir, he is a Palestinian writer, Rifat Alir, in response to the reporting that a baby was found in an oven baked to death by Hamas terrorists, he responded on Twitter by writing the following words. Was the baby baked, quote, with or without baking powder? Again, these are the people that are in our country. And it just seems to me, and and I appreciate what President Trump said um, last week, when he was speaking to the uh, to the Jewish group in Las Vegas, is that we need to deport every single one of these people who hate America and hate the Jews. Get them out of the country. Don't let them back in. And quite frankly, if if the Europeans had the wherewithal, and maybe just maybe there's still a chance, but the UK and France ought to be doing that right now. All of those immigrants, they ought to be given the heave hope. Send them right back to where they came from. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 844-747-8868. Jerry is listening to us in Iowa. Hi, Jerry. What's on your mind? Uh, hi, John. Um, I am predicting upcoming Democrat, Republican, and general American population unity for a while. Coming right up, I think. Because if you look at uh, giving $85 billion in, a t- in American hardware from Bagram Air Base to extreme radicals a couple years ago, Biden and the Democrats did that, plus 
$6 billion to Iran to help the Gaza project, uh, plus the open American southern border. I'm guessing that there's probably more than a couple few Islamic radical terrorists in this country. And when they do whatever it is they're working on with all that money, um, the Americans, well, us Americans, will probably be sad together and join together. And we must do something, probably print more money. And then we'll be unified for a while. And why then, would we uh, be unified? I, I, I'm not understanding your, your oh, point. Oh, because uh, here's why. Because after 9-11, we all came together. Well, so you think you think that there's going to be a terrorist attack? Is that the point you're trying to make here, Jerry? Uh, yes, sir. Eighty-five billion plus six billion plus open southern border equals American homeland Islamic hit. And and when we get hurt, we will all be sad together, and we will join together, and we will make comments of unity, and then it will fade. Just like after nine eleven, you think so? Because I don't. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think there will be unity because we have a generation of millennials and Gen Zers right now, Jerry, who have been taught in their public schools that America is responsible for all the problems, and America even got what it deserved on nine eleven. That's what they've been teaching the kids under the radar for the past twenty years since uh, the nine eleven terror attacks. But so, but you think they're going to be? You think America is going to come together? Well, you you could be right. It could be different this time. By the way, yesterday you really influenced me uh, about uh, American Jews. Do they feel safe on the university? So I called up uh, rabbis and just to offer support. And by golly, if he didn't invite me out for coffee, so I'm going to have new Jewish friends here in Iowa. So thanks for that yesterday. Is that right? What? Yeah. Jerry, that's me great. To coffee. Yeah. Well, well, look, this is, it's an important thing. And, you know, I've made sure that the Jewish leaders here in Memphis know that this radio station that I own uh, is going to be pro-Israel. And, you know, however we can help, you know, we want to be able to help. And uh, it's been exciting to see, you know, the Christian community standing up and coming together and, and standing with the, with the Jews here in the Mid-South. Yeah, th- thanks for that advice yesterday, because I followed up, and I encourage anybody, reach out to your local G- Jewish community, tell them that you know, you're a Christian, but you still support them, and, you know, who knows, could make some new friends. I-, I love that idea. Well, Jerry, enjoy the coffee, and then invite the rabbi out, grab some lunch. Yeah, we're going to go to a kosher uh, restaurant here in Iowa. Oh, that's probably. good. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. All right, Jerry, appreciate that call. Stay away from the pulled pork. Just, you know, you want to be neighborly. Go for the brisket, though. You know, that's one thing I miss here in Memphis is a good Jewish deli. You know, we had a lot of those in Brooklyn. And uh, the pastrami on rye, you can't get a good pastrami on rye outside of um, outside of New York. By the way, if you want a great pastrami on rye, I know I'm getting off on a food uh, tangent here. But if you're looking for a good pastrami on rye, there's a place over on um, on Lexington Avenue. By the way, it's not really far from where the uh, the elderly Jewish people cracked uh, cracked the skulls of the um, of these uh, yahoos that were tearing down the uh, the photos of the kidnapped babies. It's called the Pastrami Queen, and man, do they have a great pastrami sandwich! I would encourage you if you're in New York City, go over there, get a pastrami on rye, and get one of the Dr. Brown's cream sodas, and you will be thanking me. I promise you. You will be thanking me for that. 
All right, 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking to Senator Roger Marshall from uh, Kansas. He was in that, in, in that insane hearing yesterday with Alejandro Mayorkas, and uh, we're going to be talking to him about that. We have a clip of the back and forth between the senator and Mayorkas. Also, we're going to be talking, talking to uh, Bryland Hollyhand. He is a young kid, but uh, he's been going all over the uh, country, a member of the RNC's inaugural Youth Advisory Council. And I'll throw this question out now. I'm very curious to know from you, ladies and gentlemen, what is it the Republican Party needs to do to engage and attract younger voters? What do, what do the Republicans need to be doing to, to reach out to the next generation of, of voters? Because right now we're doing a pretty lousy job of, of it. So anyway, very excited to hear your thoughts, uh, your thoughts on that. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Uh, just a reminder to all of our new listeners, and we've got a lot of them on our on our digital streams today, uh, we want to invite you to head over to the website and sign up for some free resources that we offer. Number one, we put out a daily newsletter. And uh, secondly, we have our awesome podcast, all three hours of the radio show, and you'll be able to listen to that free of charge. So we we don't charge a single penny. Uh, we know that a lot of people are after your money, and we're not one of those groups. So we just we do that so you can have those resources and you can share that information. I know a lot of pastors around the country utilize our newsletter and they share these stories from the pulpit, and we really appreciate that. We have a great team of writers, and they work incredibly hard to make sure you have all of the the important information of the day. All right, we've got to take a break, and when we come back, we, we will officially welcome all of our new Newsmax listeners. We will now be simulcasting the Todd Starnes radio show, and you can watch us on Newsmax.com. Over on the right-hand side, you'll see the video player, and you'll be able to see us live coming up in the next hour of the program. All right, hang tight, everybody. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show, Hour 3 of the Big Show, and it is so great to have you with us. And also want to say a very special hello to all of our new viewers on the awesome N2 platform. So welcome to all of our friends on Newsmax watching us live right now on Newsmax.com, also on the Newsmax YouTube channel, as well as uh, Rumble, and of course, all their social media platforms. Welcome to you all. Well, we've got a lot going on this hour of the program, and uh, we're going to start by uh, picking up where we left off, uh, talking about next-generation voters here in America and what the Republican Party needs to be doing to actually reach out and attract younger voters to the party. 
I want to go to the phone lines real quick. We have Ed calling in from North Carolina. And by the way, if you would like to call in, you can do so by simply giving us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868, and you'll be able to weigh in on the big stories of the day. So, Ed, appreciate you calling in. All right, what do the Republicans need to do to get those younger voters? Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and you are appreciated as well, I must say. Well, thank Being you. Being an older that. gentleman, being an older gentleman raised by the World War II guys, also from New York, upstate a little bit on the Hudson, they taught me a very simple lesson that I didn't have to go to school to learn. United States citizens are born with a commodity. This commodity is called liberty. If we observe liberty as a coin, one side is duty or responsibility. The other side is freedom. If you give away any of your responsibility, you are giving away an equal portion of your freedom. It's a very simple philosophy. And that's it. I mean, to me, I think that's attractive. Young people may find that attractive. It's something to strive for, try to achieve in your own life. And it aligns with our Constitution and our God. So I think that is a good message to begin with, Uh, letting them understand we all wave our freedom around like it's nothing, but we forget freedom isn't free. And, of course, I think it's Lincoln that said our people get the government they deserve because we vote, although the last one was a little tricky not to get, you know, but anyway, thank but, you, Todd. I and, don't want to hold you up. Well, no, look, it's a great call, and it's a great point you make. And I think we have to give the young people something to aspire to and something to fight for. And far too many of our public schools have been teaching kids that America is a bad place, that America is responsible for all the, the problems of the world. So it's it's a good point you make, and I appreciate you calling in. 844-747-8868. I want to go right now to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have Brylan Hollyhand with us. He is the co-chair of the RNC's inaugural Youth Advisory Council. Brylan, great to have you with us today. Todd, happy Wednesday. Good afternoon to you and your listeners. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. You know, if we are going to, to make an impact in 2024, we have got to do something about the youth vote. And I know that's what you've been tasked with over at the RNC. So I'm curious, uh, how are things going out there, and, and what sort of messaging are, are you bringing to young people and why they should be a part of the Republican Party? Yes, sir, absolutely. You know, I'll give uh, some quick props to, I believe, the gentleman before me. His name was Ed, who just called into your program, and, and he, he made a really great point. He said that freedom is the reason we need to be voting, that our freedom is not free. And he's exactly right. Uh, you know, my favorite president and a lot of our favorite president, his name is Ronald Reagan. Uh, he was the great communicator. And he famously said in his 1967 inaugural address as governor of California that freedom is only one generation away from total extinction. Todd, when I look around the country right now, I think we are on the brink of freedom becoming extinct. And I think my generation is that last generation, the last line of descent to save American democracy and to save America's freedom. You know, America is the great 
experiment. It has stood the test of time for almost 250 years. But we're at the point where we might not make it to that 250th year in the next few years if we don't stand up right now and realize the importance of this election that's coming up next November. You know, I realized this at the beginning of this year, and I, I looked around the country. Everybody was kind of freaking out on our side of the aisle after our you know, dismal performance in the midterms last year. Everybody was throwing blame, pointing fingers, saying, oh, it was this person's fault. It was this thing's fault. It was because of this topic. This is why we lost the midterms. And I kind of stepped up and said, no, 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 no. Our major failure in the midterms was our lack of engagement with my generation. Todd, you know this, but I'll share it with your audience. Over 50% of the voting block in 2024, next November, and one of the most important elections in our nation's history, will be Gen Z, my generation, and millennials. That's a huge, huge, huge voting block that both sides of the aisle should be focusing on. And the Democrats have done a great job. They've had a monopoly on the youth vote for decades now. So I wrote an article titled, The GOP Must Address the Elephants in the Room, Gen Z. I was invited on Fox News the next morning and you know, kind of started talking about how my generation, it, you know, it really needs to have a foothold in this party, it needs to have a seat at the table in the party. If not, the Republican Party might go extinct. The Republican Party might be an endangered species. And, you know, unlike so let me jump in here, Brian. Let past, me jump in here because we've yeah, got a lot. Do. We've got a lot yeah. of ground to cover. We've got a lot of ground to cover. So I, I'm curious. So in the classroom itself, what are you guys facing? What are what are you what is your generation facing? Uh, in the classroom. I mean, what are they teaching, you know, your generation uh, about America? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it right as you welcomed me on about education and how right now what we're seeing in this country is more indoctrination than actual education in the classrooms. Look, I'm a junior in high school. I see it just as much as everybody else. I don't have to, you know, turn on the news at night to know what's going on. I, I live it through it every single day. There is indoctrination in our classrooms. It's why you see my generation not as interested or becoming anti-America. As we've seen, you know, in just the past few weeks with some protests on college campuses. So what we need to first do is get parents back in the classroom, give parents a say over their kids' education. Um, You know, these school boards, these these liberal elected activists shouldn't be able to say what I'm going to be taught for seven hours a day, five days a week. We have to get parents and, you know, actual Christian conservative values back in the education system if we want to shot at this. And I'll tell you this, Todd. When I travel the country, I, I talk to young voters, and I speak on college campuses in the middle of a college speaking tour. And when I talk to them, we talk about the issues, talk about the issues that matter to them. And I was just in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for that first Republican debate. The week after that, I was in Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, for the Iowa State Fair. Both cities, different parts of the country, I made sure to hit the streets of downtown of both cities and talk to youth voters. I talked to about 20 youth voters in both cities, and every single one of them told me the economy was their number one issue in 2024. The economy. I have you know, college students saying the economy is what they care about. That's kind of shocking, you might think. But I sat down and thought about it that night, and I was like, well, if you think about it, I'm paying for gas. I'm 17 years old. I have to buy my own gas. I'm paying to go out and eat with my friends. I'm paying to go on road trips. I'm paying to travel. I'm paying to go you know, do this or go bowling or whatever we want to do together. We're still, you know, the Biden-Harris economy is hurting our pocketbooks just as much as hurting other generations. And I think our, you know, I think my generation is going to remember that when they go to the ballot box next November. All right. Uh, well, Brian, real quick here before we let you go, we're coming up on a break. Uh, when, when you look at, at the issues and you mentioned the, the economy, I'm curious about President Trump and, and how is he resonating with voters? Because he certainly, at least from the adult standpoint and perspective, he is their guy in 2024. Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you this, Todd. I think the first time you and I met was at a Trump rally in Coleman, Alabama. 
I was just with President Trump a few weeks ago and he came to Montgomery and got to talk to him backstage. And I told him, look, you're doing a great job with these voters. Because when I go on campuses and I talk to people, they want change. They understand that what's going on right now in the White House is not good. It's not good for America. It's not good for their pocketbooks. It's not good for their livelihood. And the country we live in is going to be a difficult country for us to raise families in. So we realized that the four years that a Republican Donald Trump was in office is better than the four years we're seeing right now when they want to reelect Donald Trump to the White House. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And, uh, Brylan, we appreciate the great work you're doing out there. Good luck. And uh, make sure you got plenty of conservatives watching your back out there on those college campuses. Jeez, well, you're from Alabama. You know how to handle yourself. So you're good. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. I appreciate Bry- you having me. Right, thank Bry- you. Brylan, thank you again. Brylan Hollyhand, he is the, the co-chair of the RNC's inaugural Youth Advisory uh, Council and doing a great job. And I, I'm glad the RNC uh, has some pro-Trump students out there on the um, on the, on the campaign trail. The, look, you can't buy into the narrative coming from, of all places, I know Brian mentioned Fox News. I'm not sure they're a friend of the conservative movement anymore. As a matter of fact, I, I think when you look at the migration of people to platforms like Newsmax, it's very clear that conservatives, and especially pro-Trump conservatives in America, have realized that they their friendship is now at Newsmax and, and not at Fox News. And I think a lot of people are waking up to that fact. And, of course, we're also very excited because we are now officially a part of the Newsmax family. We want to welcome all of our Newsmax listeners and viewers. You can call into this program and have your say, 844-747-8868. Again, that is a toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, good to have you with us today. And um, wow, we've got a lot going on this hour of the program, and we're live right now, guys. So if we can uh, vacate the studio for just a few seconds, uh, appreciate that. Um, wow. Uh, 844-747-8868 is our number, and you'll have to excuse us, folks, as uh, we work through and uh, get some things hooked up here for this uh, seg- segment of the program and, of course, our new partnership with Newsmax, too. All right, uh, this item, uh, by the way, coming to you from Newsmax, uh, Newsmax.com. More than 500 Americans and their families are trapped in Gaza, and they are unable to get home because um, Hamas authorities are denying them a free exit. In other words, they're being held hostage. And uh, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, the United States government should not be tolerating this. This is a very simple thing. They're holding 500 Americans, 500 Americans and their family members. All President Biden needs to do is pick up the phone and give this order. Either release the Americans or we will take over and we will turn Gaza into a glass parking lot. I mean, it really is that simple. So the administration, though, is so feckless that they will not take a stand. They will not demand that the Muslim terrorist Hamas, they will not demand that Hamas let these American citizens go. And thank goodness for Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn, uh, because she is out there and she is the one who is sounding the alarms here that we have now 500, more than 500 Americans, who are now de facto hostages of Hamas. Now, 
the Israelis say that there are on top of the more than 500 Americans who are unable to get out of Gaza, there are about 230 Americans that are being held by Hamas in Gaza, according to the reporting of Newsmax. During an appearance at the Senate Committee on Appropriations, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said, we've been working on this every single day. We have about 400 American citizens and their families, so it's roughly 1,000 people who are stuck in Gaza and want to get out. Why do we do nothing here, ladies and gentlemen? Why is it that our government refuses to step in and throw down the hammer and say, you've got 24 hours, and that's really all they need. you got 24 hours, you let all the Americans out, And if they're not out, then we're coming in. I mean, it really is that simple. 844-747-8868 is our our phone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, back to what's been coming across that southern border. Yesterday, um, we had Senator Roger Marshall from from Kansas grilling Secretary Mayorkas, cut number 11. Mr. Secretary, approximately how many illegal aliens in this country or here on asylum have direct ties to Hamas, to Hezbollah, to the Islamic Jihad or the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps of Iran? Senator Marshall, let me assure you that individuals that pose a risk to our national security are our highest enforcement priority, the safety and security of the American public. Do you have any idea how many numbers, what those numbers are? Is it tens? Is it hundreds? Is it thousands? An individual who poses a risk to our national security is our highest enforcement priority. And if detention, so, you don't know the answer to the question. And if detention is indeed warranted by reason of the risk they present, then we indeed detain them. Do you have an answer for my question? I believe I have answered your question. No, sir, you didn't. I asked you how many have direct ties to Hamas, Hezbollah, Islam, Jihad. Senator, if an individual is identified as having a nexus to one of those organizations, we would consider them a risk to our national security and take appropriate enforcement action to include, for example, detention and removal. All right, there you go. Let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Scott in North Carolina, WSIC, what's on your mind? Okay, we'll get back to Scott. We'll see. All right, we'll get back to Scott in, in just a moment. Um, Want to play some audio here from President Trump? Uh, we were talking a few moments ago about the situation in Colorado. Cut number twelve. A trial is currently taking place to try and illegally remove my name from the ballot. I often say that 2024 will be the most important election in the history of our country. The reason for that and that statement is that our country is being destroyed by people who have no idea what they're doing. Or even worse, they may very well have an idea. They may hate our country, and they may want to see it destroyed. But it may also be the last election we ever have. If this election doesn't work, if this election is rigged and stolen, if bad things happen, our country will not survive. If Crooked Joe and the Democrats get away with removing my name from the ballot, then there will never be a free election in America again. We will have become a dictatorship where your president is chosen for you. You will no longer have a vote or certainly won't have a meaningful vote. 
And you could say, frankly, that that has already begun. This truly is our final chance to save America. And with the 2024 election now less than one year away, this is your chance to take a stand against tyrants that support the one and only movement that can save our country and make America great again. We must win in 2024. If we don't win, we will not have a country. If we do win, we will make America greater than it's ever been before. Thank you. All right. Um, well, there you go. Uh, there is um, there's the president. And uh, he is right to be really fired up over what's happening right now in, in Colorado in this courtroom. But understand this, folks. The Democrats are going to do whatever is humanly possible to stop Trump from being on the ballot. I mean, it's really that simple. So we've got to do what we can do, which is taking take a stand. And quite frankly, every MAGA Republican in Colorado ought to be at that courthouse and also the courthouse in Minnesota. So we're looking at two states where the Democrats are literally going to try and kick the the nominee of the party off of the ballot. That's where we're at right now. All right, folks, hang with us. Uh, we've got Senator Roger Marshall coming up next. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Program, and we are officially up and running on Newsmax 2, uh, an exciting new platform uh, from our friends at Newsmax TV. And we're excited to welcome all of our Newsmax viewers to the program today. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to our good friend from the great state of Kansas, Senator Roger Marshall. Senator, hope you're doing well today. Todd, good afternoon. We had a lot cooked up here in D.C., and we're going to have a great show. You know, Senator, I'm I'm pretty excited about what happened yesterday during that uh, that meeting. You and Josh Hawley uh, tag-teaming on the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I, I'm curious to know from, from you, what was the most concerning thing that you heard the secretary say yesterday? Yeah, Todd, that's a, that is a tough question. I think it's that he does not understand that folks back home are scared to death, that, that the family, the home that I grew up in, my dad was the chief of police for 25 years. He lives in the home that I grew up in, and they don't feel safe anymore. And it's because of this porous border that we have that fentanyl is killing a Kansan every day, 300 Americans every day. And, of course, crime follows the drugs. And then human trafficking exploding the cartel alive and well in the state of Kansas. So, number one, he doesn't – either he's the best liar I've ever met or he really does not appreciate uh, the, that we're concerned about our safety and security, and then just his lack of taking responsibility, accountability, that his policies have caused this problem, that Joe Biden's policy turned on this magnet and is attracting these 8 million people to come to America to cross our border illegally. Senator, the, the numbers are just not sustainable. I mean, we're talking about um, the population of the state of Nebraska many times over. 
Um, you you had both the White House and the FBI coming out testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday that we really don't know who has been uh, coming across that border, and the threat of terrorism is a clear and present danger on American soil right now. I mean, are people yeah, understanding that what the position the administration has put this country in? Yeah, Todd. Um, I try not to rattle a bunch of numbers, but we got Secretary Mayorkas to admit there were over 600,000 gotaways last year alone. 600,000 gotaways, people that they have no idea who they are or where they went. He did admit that we have 180 folks on the terrorist watch list that were apprehended, but he wouldn't tell us what he did with them. And then throw on another 80,000 Aliens of interest, these are people that are from the Middle East, from Afghanistan and Iran, and finally 20,000 Chinese nationals. So of those people, are, are you concerned for your family or and friends? You know, I, I am. I truly, truly am. I don't know where these people are. Are they in sleeper cells? What's their purpose here? Are they working for the government? Are they working for the military? Are they working for research at the universities? We should all be concerned uh, about this open border, that we, and we are. Kansans, I know, are just literally, literally worried to death about it. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, Senator Roger Marshall uh, from Kansas, and and Senator, in, a, in addition to just the, the numbers of illegals coming across, I'm seeing a situation develop in Chicago where you have massive numbers of African Americans and Asian-Americans, and they are lashing out right now at their Democrat leaders. These are heavily Democrat districts. And I'm wondering, are you hearing any sort of a strategy within the Republican circles about sending representatives into those communities and saying, hey, look, we understand your frustration, and we're the only party that's willing to do something about it to help you? Yeah, you know, two points I would make. Number one is the Congress members and the senators from those states are quietly saying, we've got to do something. Now, they don't want to get out in front of it, but they, those people are starting to hear about it. So I think in these purple districts, in the purple states, absolutely, you know, we're trying to find good competitive candidates that can win both the primary, both the primary and the general. I can't really speak to actively what's happening on the House side, but certainly we do think there's a huge opportunity in purple states for senators. And I do believe that the number one defining issue for this next election cycle, whether it's for president of the United States, United States Senator House member, is the safety and security of your families. People are numb from inflation. You know, we're still concerned about the gas prices and grocery prices, but what I see going up every day is the volume of concern about their safety and security. So I do believe these folks are trying to find a home. And, and I'll finish by saying, you know, this, these folks that were part of the unions feel like the Democrat Party has left them as well, that Joe Biden's policies are killing union jobs and his energy policies especially are, are just uh, obtrusive to, to so many people in the unions as well. So there's a lot of people looking for a home right now. And, and hopefully they're going to discover that home is with the Republican Party. I, I just want to make sure we're doing a good job as a party uh, and, and embracing uh, folks and, you know, again, building that big tent party that Ronald Reagan was talking about back in the day. Right. And I think one of the, the people that, that are coming to me are union workers with this kind of a libertarian attitude that, look, we want smaller government. We don't want the federal government telling us what we should be teaching uh, in sixth grade or what 
what we should do or not if they not want biological boys competing in sports or they're going to take away our school lunches. So I think those issues are driving them back towards us. We're trying to embrace them in every way we can. You know, someday we'll come back home uh, and talk with you about ballot chasing, about, ballot, about legal ballot chasing, how important that's going to be in the election as well. So, yes, we've got our work cut out for us. All right. Well, Senator, we appreciate the great work you're doing. Um, uh, what is it? What is the next step here? I mean, Alejandro Mayorkas, he's gone before the committees. Uh, we know he's going before the House committee coming up. And, and nothing has changed. So can we expect the Republicans to do something about Secretary Mayorkas? Well, well listen, elections have consequences. He's implementing the, the uh, Obama-Biden policies right now, and they want these 8 million people crossing the border illegally. They think that they're future votes. So he's going to keep doing what he's been doing. Is there any opportunity on the House to work with some of the budgeting issues? I think that there is. I think that this, what we can do in the House and the Senate is change policy on what, on the, specifically asylum. Just met with Speaker Johnson. He is absolutely committed that after we fund Israel, we need to stand unequivocally beside Israel. His next priority is to address the border, and we can do it here by policy, by changing an asylum policy that if you come to another country before you get to this country, then you're not eligible for asylum. Almost yeah. two-thirds of those 8 million people we're talking about are folks that have been caught and released as they say that they want asylum, that they're, they're in fear for their lives. So that's one simple thing that we can do, and I know it's one of Speaker Johnson's top priorities. All right. Well, Senator, we're going to leave it there. And I know all of our uh, listeners in the Wichita area on KQAM, the Big Talker, uh, appreciate uh, your great leadership up on Capitol Hill. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Todd, and we appreciate you giving us conservatives a voice. Keep up the good work. All right. Good man right there, folks. Senator Roger Marshall from the great state of Kansas. All right. As promised, uh, let's go to the phone lines here, 844-747-8868. And uh, let's start in El Paso, Texas. James on the line wants to weigh in on political strategy. Hi, James. What you got for us? Well, how you doing, Todd? Uh, so glad uh to see this new change uh, on the on the format here at Newma- Newsmax. And uh, I kind of have to uh, chime in just a bit there and follow up on what Senator Marshall was, was critiquing because here in El Paso, we get to live it every, each and every day. Uh, it really is chaos. Uh, there seems to be an intent to flood the, the country with prospective voters. They're issued a, a, a guidelines on how to get a driver's license, uh, how to maybe get a job, and obviously how to vote down the line. So, James, let um, me ask yeah. you, because I think it's hard for people to really understand what the good people in El Paso and many of these other border cities are, are going through. It's not so much the invasion now, as you guys are dealing with an occupation. An occupying army is living in your community. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I live on the far east side of the city, so fortunately we don't see that every street corner. But if I go downtown towards the central part of, of downtown El Paso, every street corner, the bus stops are just living communities. And you, you it's sad to see. I feel, I've, I'm a compassionate person. I do feel bad that some of these people obviously are looking for a better life, but not all of them have a chance to get screened or properly vetted. We have no idea 
it's a long, long order to try to uh, segregate the bad guy from the good guys. So that's that's really a follow-up. What I wanted to talk to you about today, Todd, was our ambition for 2024. I really, really uh, enjoyed uh, President Trump's term in office. I, you know, strongly support all his policies. He, he had us in a great position. Uh, however, there were a couple of things that I would see that kind of made me, eh, does he need to go like that? The name calling and the nicknaming, well, it's kind of off the charts. So real quick, James, who do you like? If it's not going to be Trump for you, who who is your candidate? Is it going to be Nikki Haley? Is it going to be Ron DeSantis? Well, right now, that's kind of why I'm I'm, I'm trying to get, as a, as a Republican, us to strategize. We need to start looking because uh, President Trump, unfortunately, might have some some legal woes, and then we're left there standing at the ballot box like, what do we do now? And I would rather us start to look and think uh, uh, creatively, hey, look, we need to really, really get somebody up there, you know, that can, we can count on that's not going to have all the baggage. That's not going to. James, we've got, I've in. got about 10 seconds before I have to take a break here. Who do you like? Who, who's the first name that comes to your mind? That's a tough call right now, but I would have to say Nikki Angley. All right, got it. Hey, James, you give us a call back, and we appreciate all of our great Newsmax uh, 2 viewers in the El Paso area. All right, let's try to work in one more quick call before we've got to take a break. Let's go to Denver. Carolyn is watching us on Newsmax. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi. um, Thank you. I'm in Denver, and I definitely feel the same way as your callers in terms of personal safety. I live in a retirement community here. We've had multiple, multiple car break-ins, cars stolen. There was even a shooting here. These things have never happened before here. But what I'm more concerned about is knowing the Republicans, I want to know about CREW, the Organization for Ethics in Washington, D.C., and that's the organization trying to keep Trump off of the ballot. Right. That so, is correct. And there's Republicans involved yeah. with that. They oh, no doubt, ab- no doubt about that, Carolyn. I-, I guarantee it may be a mostly Republican organization. They are trying, and it's not just the Democrats that are doing this, Carolyn. It's the Republicans. And I will say this. My greatest concern is that you're going to have establishment Republicans either sitting out this election or you're going to have them trying to sabotage Trump's reelection efforts. And if you've got someone like Michelle Obama on the other side of the of the aisle running and she's the nominee, we're going to have big trouble as as a party. We are. Carolyn, we're going to look into that. Got to run, take a break here and thank you for watching Newsmax 2. Hang tight folks, got to take a break. This is the Todd Starge show. <music> All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, and this is the Todd Stearns Radio Show, and we are being simulcast right now on Newsmax 2N2. And we want to welcome all of our Newsmax viewers across America uh, to this awesome radio program. And so glad that you are here with us. By the way, some resources for you free of charge over at toddstearns.com. You can download our free podcast, all three hours of our radio program. And uh, you can also sign up for our free newsletter 
exclusive content written by our conservative journalist here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. And, of course, folks, you got to sign up for the free streaming of Newsmax, which ends on November 1st, and uh, you can do that by going to Newsmax.com. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Kingman, Arizona. Sandra is hanging out with us today. Hi, Sandra. What's on your mind? Hi, thank you for having me. I was watching the voting process, and I don't remember what channel I had on, but this has really bothered me. I, I like to have investigated, and uh, I was watching it show Georgia. It shut it down because of the water leak, and but the video still was showing one or two people in there. But on the right-hand corner was Trump. That was red, blue, red, and blue. And Trump was 5,000 and something. Biden was 1,000 something. And Trump was 6,000 something. And Biden's 1,000 something. But the thing about it, when they came back on the air, those, those colors flipped. But the numbers never changed. And that has always bothered me. Well, Sandra, and that's one of the reasons why it is going to be so important that we get conservatives out of the polls. We've got to be volunteering to be poll watchers, and we have to have just as many of us out there on Election Day as they do of the Democrats. So we're going to have to do our part uh, to get out there and make sure that everything is fair and everything is above board on Election Day. Uh, Sandra, got to run, and I appreciate that call Let's go to Marty in Pasadena, California, uh, watching us on Newsmax. Hi, Marty. What's on your mind? How you doing, Todd? Good. Thank first, you for first, asking. First time on the show. I listen. I I want to uh, I want to talk about the 2024 election as well as uh, 28. Um, I have somebody in mind for Trump's VP. 100 percent with this, sir. Been following politics since 1990. Carrie Lake is the best choice. Uh, Trump carry ticket will win. And we've got to get those two in there. What do you think about that, Todd? Well, I look, I, I like Carrie Lake. I like to see her lead. I'd like to see how she does. Um, you know, she's running for the U.S. Senate right now in Arizona. And I'd like to see her get some more experience under her belt. You know, she did a great job as a journalist. But I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not sure otherwise um, right now. I, I think there are a lot of good choices uh, out there for v- vice president. Um, I would say uh, if you're looking at someone right now, the governor of South Dakota, uh, Christy Nome, I think she would be um, a, a terrific uh, choice. So appreciate that call, Marty, and thank you for listening to us. Real quick, let's go to Corpus Christi and Pastor John. Hey, Pastor, you got about 30 seconds. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Sure. Uh, yes, uh, I'm concerned about two things. Number one, the border, and we're about two hours away from the border, and it's just been crazy how how these illegal immigrants are coming in. And I'm part Hispanic, part Italian, and I tell you what, um, I don't uh, agree with what's happening at the border. <laughs> And, and again, Pastor John, and we're running tight on time, so you'll have to give us a call back in the next hour of the show or if you can just hang tight. Because to your point, I think a lot of Hispanics in these border states are just as outraged, if not more so, because of the illegal immigration coming across. So, Pastor John, appreciate that call. And you give us a holler back because that's a conversation we need to have. All right, folks, here's what's going to happen. Radio show. We're wrapping things up right now. 
But we have another full hour of the Todd Stearns Radio program live and exclusive on Newsmax 2. You can watch that by going to Newsmax.com or following Newsmax on any of their social media platforms and, of course, YouTube and Rumble. In the meantime, folks, you get out there and you have a great day, America. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.